Hey there, and welcome back to Take One, the podcast that brings you just one harmonious page of Talmud every day. And today's pages, to both 44 and 45, read like something right out of a how-to relationship self-help manual. Have a listen. The sages taught in a baraita, one who defames his wife is flogged and gives 100 selah. A lot of money in those days. Rabbi Yehuda says, as for flogging, he is flogged in any case. However, with regard to the 100 selah, if he defamed her after he had intercourse with her, he gives the money. If he did not yet have intercourse with her, he does not give her this sum. This tight little paragraph seems to pack a lot of wisdom, a lot of problems, a lot of issues when it comes to the most important topic most of us face in a day-to-day life, which is simply how to live with another human being. So I, today, I'm calling on the big guns. I'm calling in the all-stars. Here again is one of my favorite writers, thinkers, rabbis, Jewish philosophers and sages. Rabbi Sari Laufer, thank you so much for coming back. I'm thrilled to be here, especially for this topic. You know, I figured as much because I read this and I thought to myself, oh boy, there's some wisdom here. I'm just not sure what it is. So tell us, you read this as someone who's not only a rabbi and an expert in Talmud, but also, of course, an expert in relationships. What do you make (laughs) of, of this advice to not defame your spouse? First of all, I think like the definition of defame is is significant, right? Because, you know, this isn't sitting around with the guys over a glass of beer and, you know, complaining about something that your spouse did earlier that day. You know, this is really foundational to your wife's, in this case, status of virginity or your wife's commitment to the relationship, right? When they say defame, they are really talking about someone who's accusing their wife of adultery. And I think there's this sense in there of like, you got to be careful what you say. In general, right, for the rabbis, that is in general. But I think, you know, when they're saying, like, this is your most intimate partner, right? And they actually, like, use intimacy as sort of a a defining line in terms of the maturity of the relationship and the depth of the relationship, Um, right? If you have not had intercourse yet, you maybe don't have to give the monetary fine, but if you have, you do, Um, right? So they understand sort of that intimacy as this line crossing, and that works both ways, you know, but I think this sense of like, you know, what what are the conversations and complaints that we take outside of our marriage? You know, like everyone needs to vent sometimes. But I think what the rabbis are saying here is like those sorts of accusations can't be taken lightly, right? When you've got something that is so integral to the partnership, to the relationship, like that isn't an accusation you make outside. Maybe that's a conversation that that you start with inside. I have so many questions, but but first of all, I, I kind of want to make sure I understood something that you said, which is wonderful. The bit about the sex isn't just a sort of throwaway or this kind of you know patriarchal kind of asterisk. You're actually saying something really, really interesting to me, basically saying, hey, look, there's a difference in the level of intimacy, right, between a married couple that clearly has sex and, and people who just, you know, maybe betrothed but have not yet reached this level of sort of like ultimate physical, mental, spiritual, emotional 
intimacy. Uh, that strikes me as a kind of a really interesting insight into human relationship. Am I, am I reading this correctly? I mean, I read it that way too. And the, the cynical side of me, which, you know, always appears in these conversations, <laughs> right, would also say like, there's also this stuff around like women's bodies and who do women's bodies belong to, right? Because that's also what's at stake here, right? Like this purity sense of like, is the woman pure or not? But yes, I mean, I think all throughout these pages, you know, the rabbis do make a distinction between, you know, a woman who's betrothed still and they use the language of like still beta aviha right like living in her father's house versus a woman who is married you know we know from our text that sexual intimacy is one of the dividing lines between those two statuses stati statuses i like stati better so let's go with this <laughs> i don't think it's a word but sure <laughs> but now i wish to appeal less to your rabbinic education and more to your experience of being a denizen of the greatest city on Earth, Los Angeles, California, uh, and and so here we are. You know, give us some good LA New Age self help. So again, you say something very, very profound and true. Sometimes we all need to stop and complain about our marriage, and the rabbis here seem to suggest a kind of almost blanket statement, saying like, "No, no, just just don't do it." Uh, I'm sure it's more complicated than that. I mean, look, it's unclear, right? And one of the things I sort of love is to try to imagine rabbinic culture. And I think the rabbis have a deep tension with sort of the corporeal world. And I think that they like to imagine some ideal society where they are sitting around and all they talk about is Torah. But I think the reality is, like, I have to imagine that they're all sitting around the Beit Midrash and every once in a while someone will say, like, you know, I'm really struggling with X with my wife or, you know, this funny thing happened. It doesn't always have to be bad. Rabbi Mayer, why were you late this morning? He's like, ah, my wife, please. Right. <laughs> but, you know, I think, I don't know that they're making a blanket statement, right? I don't know that they're saying, like, you never say anything about your wife ever, right? Like, that language of defamation is really particular. This sense of, like, don't say the thing, right? You know, we all have that thing, right? Don't say the thing that you can't take back. Or don't say the thing that is going to fundamentally change the status of your marriage. That is the thing. Like, you don't say it in public, right? I love that. And I also love here, again, the connection to virginity, which, like you, I, I try to see in the sort of rosiest way possible, basically saying, like, look, it's one thing to kind of say, like, ah, we had such a bad fight or, you know, she's really on my case about this, that, and the other. It's a different thing to speak of issues that are so intimate that they completely change the way other people may see her and therefore basically kind of, you know, character assassinate her and you just don't want any of that. Exactly, right? Like, there is. There is a difference between, like, oh, we had this fight and I think it's, like, you know, the the I language, right? Like, this made me feel versus this person is a fill-in-the-blank as to, you know, how this person would presumably be describing his wife in public. But, right, that is a really different conversation. Hallelujah. And I think, you know, think about it in our own lives, right? Going to someone and saying, I'm really struggling with this, suggests like, oh, I want to work on this, right? Like that there's room for growth, there's room for change versus going and saying like, my wife is an adulterer, adulteress, <laughs> especially in the rabbinic world, that doesn't leave room for progress, right? That's not opening a door towards a, a newer or deeper relationship. Indeed. Rabbi Sarin Laufer, as ever, as always, you have made the thicket of complexities that much clearer and more inspiring. And as ever, thank you so much for being our guest. Thanks for having me. This has been Take One. If you enjoy the show, and I hope you do, 
please go and rate and review us on iTunes or whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts. Each week, we will be releasing new episodes Monday through Friday, covering the entire weekly portion of Dafyomi. Take One is a Tablet Studios production. The show is hosted by me, Leah Leibowitz, and is produced and edited by Daron Rusquet and Quinn Waller. Our team also includes Stephanie Butnick, Josh Cross, Mark Oppenheimer, Sarah Fredman-Ader, Robert Scaramuccia, and Tanya Singer. For more information, go to tabletmag.com slash takeone or email us at takeone at tabletmag.com. You can find us on Twitter at takeone.fiomi or join our Facebook group by searching for Take One Podcast. I hope we have made your day a little more Talmudic and we will see you again soon. Soon.